Welcome to the Occult London Podcast. This is a new podcast dedicated to exploring magic, mysticism, Kabbalah, as well as other topics. If you like the podcast, please write us a review and rate us on iTunes, as it will really help us to get this message out there. Also, be sure to visit our website at occultlondon.co.uk, where you can subscribe to the show. Hope you enjoy it. In today's episode, we will be continuing our discussion on the Tetragrammaton, and specifically talking about the Tetragrammaton in relation to the Kabbalah. From a Kabbalistic perspective, the Tetragrammaton is extremely important and full of symbolism. As it says in the Book of Ratziel, Book 3, Part 4, Of the sublime name of the unity of the Lord, the name of four letters is most glorious. According to the image of yod Hey, the power and the glory. According to vau Hey, the secret of the name of every name. It's important to think about words and names in relation to the Tetragrammaton. Magical names are not just labels, but they're living symbols and they really are the embodiment of the divine energy that they symbolise. And this is explained well by Donald Tyson in his book uh, Tetragrammaton, which um, was quite useful for some of these episodes. And I quote... When a name is rightly vibrated by the tongue and the lips upon the air, it becomes alive. A resonance is established between the living thing and the thing itself. By the manipulating the name, the potential of the named thing is released upon the world. To articulate yod he is to harness the power of the supreme deity both to create and destroy. This idea he talks about with a vibration is interesting, where all things are vibrating, interacting and oscillating at different frequencies. Therefore, by vibrating a word in a sacred way, in a certain way, we can connect with the power behind it. And this is very important to the Kabbalists, um, they believe that the Tetragrammaton forms a blueprint on which the really the entire universe is built, including space and time, matter and energy, archangels, angelic beings, demons, and also humans. So in a sense, the word encompasses the whole of the universe, and it's also the world itself. This idea of the, wor- the word encompassing all things is reflected well by the following passage from the Sefer Yetzirah or the Book of Formation or the Book of Creation. This is quite a mysterious text, quite a hard, heavy going text as well so it's not something that's easy to read or to understand for that matter but it's one of the oldest Hebrew texts on mysticism and cosmology likely written around the 3rd to 6th century AD. One of the principal ideas in the text is that the cosmos derives from the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet and the 10 divine numbers of the Sephirot. Together, these two items, these two aspects, are said to comprise the 32 paths of wisdom by which God creates the universe. The Sefer Yetzer is the book that's often attributed to being written by Abraham, and for this reason, it's sometimes known as the Otiot de Avraham, 
Avenu, or the alphabet of our father Abraham. In the Sefer the Tetragrammaton, its role in the creation is described as follows. He selected three letters from among the simple ones and sealed them and formed them into a great name, yod heh Val. And with this he sealed the universe in six directions. He looked above and sealed the height with yod heh Val. He looked below and sealed the depth with yod Val heh He looked forward and sealed the east with Hay. Yod Val. He looked backward and sealed the west with Hey Val Yod. He looked to the right and sealed the south with Val Yod Hey. He looked to the left and sealed the north with Val Hey Yod. Behold, from the ten ineffable Sephiroth do proceed the one spirit of the gods of living air, water, fire, and also height, depth, east, west, south, and north. So we can see from the above that the idea of creation and the universe itself is made up of the letters of the Tetragrammaton. And also it's important to note, as you probably noticed, that they only use three of the letters as the final hay is not included. And this idea is later expanded out into the Zohar, into the concept of the emanations and the Sephiroth of the Tree of Life. And this is something that's described by Tyson as follows. Kabbalists hold that creation, all forms of creation, of being from nothingness, occurred and continue to occur through the mediation of ten spheres of living sacred fire called Sephiroth. These spheres are connected by pathways that allow a progression from one to another either downward from deity to matter or upward from matter to deity, they form a ladder of lights connecting earth to heaven that can never be broken without the utter annihilation of the universe. Each Sephiroth is, in its most basic nature, a name for one of the attributes of God. The Kabbalah calls these the ten names which must not be erased. In addition to these divine names, the Sephiroth have descriptive names of their own, resident archangels, angelic choirs and heavenly spheres. Late in their evolution from the 14th century onward, they were ordered into a graphic pattern of connecting channels that is known as the Sephirothic tree of the Kabbalah. Um, so what's he talking about there? So he's talking about the 10 Sephiroth of the tree of life and if... Um, if you want to kind of find a kind of introduction to these, then it's worth checking out some of the episodes from a couple of years ago because we did do a kind of in-depth analysis of each of these. But just to summarise again, from the highest to the lowest, these Sephiroth are as follows. So you've got Keta, the crown. Hochma, wisdom, which is the supernal father, also known as Abba. Then you've got Bina, understanding, which is the supernal mother. Then there is Kesed, which is also attributed to the planet Jupiter, Mercy, Gebura, attributed to the planet Mars, Severity, Tiferet, Beauty, the Sun, Netzach, Victory, Hod, Splendor, and then Yesod, the Foundation, the Moon, the Astral Plane, and then Malkut, the Kingdom, and also known as the Daughter. 
In terms of positioning on the Tree of Life, the Tetragrammaton is normally assigned to Tiferet, which is the Sephira at the heart of the tree, and it's also known as Harmony or Beauty. Tiferet, we must remember, is the lower representation of the Creator, so in a sense it can be seen as the active process of creation. So the three supernal triad represented by Ketoch and Bina are considered to be exalted or kind of beyond reach in many ways and there's a gulf that separates them from the lower seven and whilst Malkut also known as the bride is considered not to have any creative force in itself but it rather it receives the power it receives the emanations of all of the other Sephiroth above it um, and you could almost say it's like the consolidation coagulation of all of that force all that spiritual power coming down and manifesting into form from a Kabbalistic point of view the Tetragrammaton is therefore um, can be seen as a sign to the whole tree so the point of Yod the letter Yod which represents nothing, nothingness, Ain this is the manifestation through Keta the primordial point Yod can be seen as the seed the father, the seed of God uh, and you'd put it on Chokhmah. The first hay would be femininity in Bina. Vow is the offspring of the union of the first two letters, and it's also assigned to the position of Tiferet due to that numerical value. And then the final hay. And this is the, this is kind of obviously, you know, we talked about Malkut being passive, so um, it's not given its own unique letter, but rather it's assigned hay which is already part of the creation at a higher level as the saying goes as the first hay was the mother so the second hay is the product of the mother and is her earthly reflection the daughter the four letters also correspond respectively to the four elements of the fire water air and earth as well as being symbolic and representative of magical processes and initiation and the formula of the Tetragrammaton, or you know, that's kind of what we can call it, goes as follows. So Yod, this is the this really kind of formulation, this beginning of this initial creative force. This is the power of the Father, the Creator, the self-begotten, unto whom it is said, Thou hast formulated thy father and made fertile by thy mother. Hay is added to the Yod. And this symbolises the marriage of the father to the mother. Um, from a Thelemic point of view, that would be knew it and had it. Or you could see it as God and Goddess from that point of view. The union of Yod and Hay brings forth the son, Val, who is the heir. And then finally the daughter, Hay, is born, who is really the symbolically the twin sister but also the daughter of Val. So from an initiatory point of view the mission of the son is to redeem the final hay by making her his bride. Um, so you can see that kind of union of the masculine and the feminine elements. You could also see it from a psychological point of view of the masculine needs to find the feminine within themselves as well. As a result of that union reaching across that abyss, then 
there is the opportunity to elevate and come up to the supernal triad. And it's also relevant from the point of view of the Holy Garden Angel, because obviously the Holy Garden Angel is placed into Tiferet and part of the work of the magician at the beginning, well, really throughout the whole life, really, is to try and bridge that gap and make contact with the Holy Guardian Angel, who will then elevate together, become one, and then you can go on and cross that abyss. Um, that's all we've got time for this week. We'll be carrying on this this uh, discussion of the Kabbalah and the Tetragrammaton in the next episode. I wanted to finish with a quote from Marcus Aurelius, which I thought was quite beautiful. Remember that the hidden power within us pulls the strings. There is the guiding force. There is the life. There, one might say, is the man himself. Never think of yourself as a mere body with its various appendages. The body is like the axe of a carpenter. Dare we think that the axe is the carpenter himself? Without this inner cause, which dictates both action and inaction, the body is of no more use than the weaver's shuttle without a weaver, the writer's pen without a writer, or the coachman's whip without a horse and carriage. Honour the highest thing in the universe. It is the power on which all things depend. It is the light by which all life is guided. Honour the highest within yourself, for it too is the power on which all things depend and the light by which all is life is guided. Dig within. Within is the wellspring of good, and it is always ready to bubble up if you just dig. Thanks very much for joining us this week on the Ocalana podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it. Please make sure to visit our website at ocalana.co.uk. Thank you and good night.